Hey guys, I'm Bethany. And I'm Bethany. I mean Dalton. And I knew you were going to say that too. Dalton is in a mood today, guys. So I am I... in a mood. It's probably because of the natural gas I smelled outside. For real. I'm pretty sure we got to the church to record today and we both were like, does that smell like gas? I tried very slightly to scare Bethany this morning. It was not my best effort. It was not. I saw the pillow I... in your car when, when I pulled in, so I knew you were there. I didn't know you saw me. I tried to lay down the seat in my car to hide so that you would walk up to the door and I could scream and scare you, but clearly you already saw me and it was very disappointing. When I drove in, I was like, oh, I think he's sitting in his car. He must have forgotten his keys. And then I got out of my car to walk in and you weren't there anymore because you were laying the seat down and I was like, oh, I really thought I saw the bill of his hat. Oh, well, whatever. And then you like yelled and I was like, oh. I was diligently working in my motor vehicle. I was not watching Instagram reels. (laughs) Anyway. Welcome, guys. Sorry for that tangent right off the bat. Actually, I'm not sorry. We're entertaining. I'm going to apologize. (laughs) We are back with another episode today, and I think this one is going to be... Interessante. Yeah, interesting. I don't know where it's totally going to go. (laughs) Neither do we. We have a concept. And we have a list of several questions, kind of as like prompts, I guess you could say, but I don't totally know where this is going to go. This stemmed completely from a conversation we had, man, it's been several months at this point. Well, this is way, way, way back. Hey, put this in as a placeholder, as an episode idea. I want to talk about this. This was right after I agreed to be on the show and we were talking about ideas. So it's been, it may have even been four or five months like it's been a while also shout out to those people that know my good friend zach (laughs) you know who you are (laughs) dalton i think the fame's going to his head the fame went to my head years ago and i wasn't even on here that's hilarious okay so let's jump in to the normal boring stuff at the beginning uh it doesn't have to be boring okay should I not apologize for it, I guess? Yeah, stop apologizing. Okay. Be who you are. It's not boring. This is the most interesting part of the show. Basically, what I want to say is follow us on Facebook or Instagram if you don't already. Subscribe to our newsletter. And if you would go like, like, subscribe, rate the show, that's so helpful. People always ask, how can we help to get the show out there? And that's honestly the most helpful thing you can do because then like Apple or Spotify or whoever you're listening on, um, says, oh, okay, so this is the kind of listener we need to put the show in front of more. So it's really helpful to us. We would love it if you guys would do that. Tell your friends. Yes. Your friends, friends. Mm-hmm. Your friends, friends, friends. And we could go on, but we'll, we'll cut it there. i got to pay my car insurance today. Yes, please do that. We don't want you driving around uninsured. Anyway, yes, follow us on social media. Sign up for the newsletter. I'm going to stop talking now because I have gone on about this for plenty of time. But did you mention Patreon? I don't think I did. <gasps> Guys, if you would like to, one, hear content earlier than everyone else, and if you would like exclusive content that only goes out to Patreon listeners, which one of the perks of that for you guys is if you are a supporter on Patreon, you can send us questions and you can send us situ- situations that you need like help in, and we can answer those on a more personalized basis because there aren't as many of you guys on there as there are listening to the main podcast. So that, those are some perks for you. It's either $2 a month or $5 a month. We would love to have your support over there. So you can, I think, get to it from a link in our bio on Instagram or just go to patreon.com and search for Looking for the Middle. I have mentioned it now. That was so boring. You were the worst. <laughs> <laughs> 
I have a question of the day, don't I? Yes, you do. Lay All right. On me. Normally, we uh-huh. go with really stupid question of the day. Uh-oh. Technically, um, I used my stupid question of the day on you yesterday at work because um, I just wanted to. Uh, so we're going to go with a deeper question. What is the single most influential book you have ever read? There's a book called The Darkness and the Glory by Greg Harris. It's about this thick, super thin, but it walks from the Garden of Gethsemane through the Ascension in a very real, practical way that absolutely changed my entire view of all that Jesus did, but also the weight of my sin. I haven't read that, but that sounds fantastic. It's a really good book. Well, I love the Garden of Gethsemane because my old mentor was preaching on it one time. It was talking about the significance of what was happening, and he said, we finally got a look behind the veil in the Holy of Holies. I'm like, whoa. Uh, My book, it's very close. I'll I'll go with just my number one. Okay. Is J.C. Ryle's book, Thoughts for Young Men. Okay. I read that in probably the worst season of my life. Uh, My Well, he was then a counselor and friend, walked me through that book, read through it for a very long time, even though it's a short book. And then he ended up mentoring me, and now we are good friends. I hold him in very high regard, and I just bought one of his books. So, So, J.C. Ryle's Thoughts for Young Men. If you haven't read that book, and you're a dude, you need to read that book. That's one of my, it's on a list of must-reads for Christian guys. Well, we will put that, we'll put both of those in the newsletter for this week. So you guys don't have to go and search and try to find the right thing and all that. So, Darkest of the Glory... Thoughts for young men, correct? Correct. Got it. J.C. Ryle. I love that guy. Yeah, he's good. Okay. That was a good question. I know. Because <laughs> I asked it. Oh, dear. Anyway, <laughs> I was trying to pay you to need a I really am not an arrogant human being. So... I I am just uh, comical in you were like, yeah, my confidence. You cocky about things. I was going with confidence, but okay, fine. There's a fine line there. Oh, so I am over the line. Sometimes. No. You walk the line. (laughs) Y'all, literally, I've been sitting in here singing Johnny Cash, walk the line for the last 20 minutes. So That is not an exaggeration. We've also been trying to start this show for 43 minutes now, and I've been over here doing everything but. Y'all. So. If you join Patreon for no reason other than to help my sanity and having to put up with this, it would be a well, It's not going to help your sanity. It's just so people understand what you have to go through. That is, there's solidarity in numbers. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, okay, 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 okay. Focus. Let me, I'm trying to get back. I'm to focused. To my question is, now. when do you just shut up? I rarely do. <laughs> no, that's true. You don't. Uh, no, that's a genuine question yes. that I had asked several months ago of when to know to just shut up. Now, break it down a little. There's a lot that can go into that because I, the two of us, are talkers and we never know when to just shut up. That's not what we're talking about. <laughs> this is not uh, you're on your first date and you're rambling a little yeah. bit too much. You should work on that, but that's not what we're talking about. The basic idea is you're interested, she's interested. But does that, does that really mean that you should always go for it? Yeah, it's kind of like a does A plus B always equal C kind of thing. That was math, and I don't like math. But there were letters. So yeah, that's works. calculus. That's it's algebra. That's like eighth or ninth grade. I hated algebra. Anyway, so, because I think there are times where you're interested, the other person's interested, 
And maybe you both even know that about each other. But that's not necessarily, that doesn't mean necessarily, hey, we should do something about that right now. Yeah. So let me give the specifics of a bunch of different reasons why we came into this. Um, One could be, it's pretty obvious that you're both very interested, but there are some... um, I don't know how to word this. Extenuating some circumstances? Extenuating circumstances, some things that might be in the way of that. For instance, distance. Yep. So you're both interested. You've, you've made that clear. We're interested, but... Well, I think maybe... Um, not hangover. That's not the right word. That's but not the right word. Carryover from previous relationships for one or both of you could be a, a factor in this of like, okay... I just got out of a relationship or I'm trying to deal with things from mm-hmm. it and yeah, I like you, but I just don't know about it. Like there's that part of it too, I think sometimes. Yeah. I think there's a lot of contributing factors that can go into this conversation. Um, so the real question is, okay, I'm interested. Yeah. You've shown interest in me. We're kind of on the same page here, but clearly this is not the right time. Yeah. So in conversation, right, you're not going to shut down the conversation and say, well, since it's not the right time, we're never speaking again until it is the right time. Yeah. That's not how this yeah. works. You're going to try and walk the line. <laughs> Are we going to see how many times we can say that? Well, I'm going to sprinkle in looking for the middle at some point because I have to do it every time. Okay. Uh, but you're going to try and walk that fine line of, okay, we're, we're talking and we're getting to know one another and we're working towards whatever this timetable is. But at the same time, I'm not trying to push it because it has been clearly communicated it is not the right time or there's some other things that are going on that i need to deal with yeah so what does that look like when you're walking that line and trying to figure out when should i say something when should i just shut up go i think there's a couple of factors to consider i think at first i think especially i'm gonna say this as a guy. I'm going to kind of say this from the guy's perspective, I, or what I would think. You're a guy? No, I realize I said that. Uh-huh. Um, if you're a guy who's interested in a girl, and you, you know she's interested too, like you know it's there, but nothing has been said, and you already know now is not a good time. I almost say you just shut up at that point and don't put an official interest out there. And then say, oh, but just kidding. We can't do anything about this right now. Okay, so you're going with the the vague and ambiguous. Here. We can both kind of tell that there's interest, but we have not firmly established it. Well. Okay, but let's go with that idea. And then yeah, a few minutes later, let's we, go we, with we the. can go with all the. I'm just starting It's been there. communicated. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm just, because I'm thinking, because I have heard from girls over the course of doing this show who have reached out and said, this guy that I like told me he likes me, but it's just not a good time right now, so we're going to just be friends. Mm. Which a lot of times looks like they hang out, sometimes in groups, sometimes by themselves. Mm -hmm. They talk all of the time. And it's basically a dating relationship without any of the clarity and officialness of a dating relationship because it's not a good time. So there's a little bit of it that almost seems... I don't want to say cop-out, but it seems a little bit like a cop-out. I don't know all of their situations, but this guy says, hey, I really liked you, but it's not a good time. So I'm still going to hang out with you, and I'm still going to talk to you all the time or whatever, mm-hmm. but we're just friends, which kind of, I mean, a girl's heart gets entangled in that. You get, it's really hard to separate we're not actually anything more than friends because you know you both like each other, and you're hanging out like you would someone you're dating. Mm-hmm. 
So I think the almost better thing to do in some of those situations, especially if it's like, hey, we can't do this for the next two months because X. Just wait two months and then say something. But what happens if you don't throw a timeline out there? But I think that's where it gets really confusing. Yeah. Because it's, well, hey, it's it's not the right time. But we don't talk about what the timing looks like. Yeah. Which I'm a bullet point kind of guy, I, so. I'm saying don't say anything at all. Right. Until that time has passed for you. And then pursue it as if every, there was never an issue because you're past it. Mm-hmm. But yeah. But, but let's talk from the person's perspective. So you're talking from the perspective of the person that is saying, uh, I need time. Yeah. What about the person that's on the other end of that going, I'm, I'm not in the same boat. I don't know what that time looks like. Yeah. Now, I'm waiting patiently. Speaking of, I was hanging out with my four-year-old niece the other day. <laughs> and I told her, you got to wait patiently. And then not three seconds later, she's standing behind me going, I'm waiting patiently. Like, that is not how that works. I feel like that is how, especially when it comes to singleness, that's me. <laughs> And God, a lot of times. You like, just have to wait patiently. Hey, just so you know, in case you miss me down here. Still I'm waiting. <laughs> I wish you could see the hand motions that are going on in this room right now. Look like I'm trying to land a jet. But, okay, let, let's put this. Let me give more specifics. Yeah. Here. All right. So, interest is, it's there. Okay. You haven't necessarily just had the sit-down conversation and we're interested. Okay. Girl says, I need time to work through some things. Guy doesn't have the same thing, but he says, okay, that's fine. Yeah. What does he do? Because the conversation is around when to just shut up. Yeah. So when does he say something? Does he ever say something? <laughs> What's the, I mean, we need to know where we're going with this. Yeah, I think in that same conversation, you talk about, okay, do, do you know how much time? And you don't want to put mm. pressure on someone, but you, you know... It, it can be ballpark. Okay, are we talking two or three weeks? Are we talking two or three months? Are we talking a year? Like, just mm-hmm. ballpark, what are you thinking? You can have that conversation, but then I think almost, maybe almost more important than that is if, if you both like each other and you've kind of established, okay, we need time, one of us does, and we're going to take that time, meaning we're both interested to a level that it is worth it to give it that time. Like, I am interested in you enough it's not going to be a, hey, I just met you yesterday. This is a, I'm interested. I know who you are enough to say, I want to wait that amount of time. I think there's an element of you need to set some boundaries. of like, okay, does that, for you as the person who needs some time, do you want me to completely cut off communication? Mm. Do you, st- like, because it's up to them a little bit of, do you still want to talk? Um, and then also, when that time is up, are you going to tell me so that I can reapproach, or is that ball in your court that you're going to say, "Hey, I'm ready to move forward"? Um, because if those things are clearly established, you're not worrying about, "Oh, am I saying too much?" or "Oh, am I not?" or "Oh, I don't want to." You've kind of set up the parameters of how this is going to look. But then, a uh, one element on the flip side is as a person who's being told, "Here's what I need. Here are the parameters. Here's the amount of time I need." If that's not something you can do, like if someone says, hey, I'm going to need, or, or it's just open-ended, mm-hmm. that's asking a lot of that person. Mm-hmm. And not not in a bad way, but it's saying, hey, you know, I need you to just 
wait for a while. And if that's not something that you can do, I think that's okay. Mm-hmm. You want to navigate that well. You don't want to say, okay, yeah, sure. And then just do the slow fade into the background and disappear. But, you know, that's, that's not seen a lot of that person. So if I can summarize what you just said. <laughs> Please do. <laughs> I, well, I think, and correct me if I'm wrong. Yeah. Communicate on the front end. Yeah. So that you can avoid having to have confused and forced communication on the yeah, back end. I think so. I, I, and I think that's probably the best approach um, so that it's not, okay, every single day, what do I do now? What do I say now? Yeah. Are they still interested? Have I messed this up? I mean, it's, there's, it's already so complicated yeah. that communication goes a long way for you. So I agree. I think communicating on the front end is extremely helpful so that you can avoid a lot of miscommunication, lack of communication, or forced yeah. communication that really doesn't need to be present on the back end of it. But let's shift gears for a second. Okay. So we've covered the hypothetical, it's been communicated but not communicated, what yeah. do you do there? Full-fledged, you have both said, hey, I'm interested. Yeah. But. Yeah. What do you do then? That is tough. Because a lot of times I think that comes from the standpoint of you both have said, I'm interested, I like you, you know, the guys asked you out, and you said, yeah, let's get to know each other. And then as you've taken a few steps in that direction, you've taken a few steps down that path, you're kind of going, I thought I was ready for this, but I don't know that I am. Mm-hmm. Whether it's distance, you're like, oh, I knew you lived a long way away, but now that we're into this, like, this is tough. And if we're talking like a college situation where, okay, we're going to be back in the fall, back at school, and we can pick back up then, okay, that's fine. That's just a logistics thing. You just got to figure out distance. If it's, uh, I thought emotionally and everything, I was ready for this, but I just don't think I am, but I really like you. That's a tricky thing to navigate mm-hmm. because at that point you're kind of, especially if it's a, we need to cut off communication. I need some time, but I really like you. That puts that person, the other person, in a tough place because you're basically saying, I need you to wait for me for this indeterminate amount of time. Well, it goes back to my um, often saying of life's not a Hallmark movie. (laughs) Yeah. The just wait for me thing doesn't really work. Yeah. Um, So that that is, it is incredibly confusing and tricky because then if you're the person that was just told in no uncertain terms, wait... You're left sitting there going, what in the world does this look like? I've clearly told you I'm interested in you, and now you don't want to talk to me, even though you say you're interested, and then you're sitting there going, I really want to talk to you. (laughs) What do I do? Yeah. And in my experience, when there's, I've I've dated guys who, there were these periods of like, okay, you need to work through stuff, and you need to whatever, and we didn't like break up. It was more of a just, okay, let's give this some time. It's really difficult as a girl to be told that and you hear that and it's fine. But then there's almost this like, oh, well, they still kind of reach out and they want to talk and everything seems fine when when they feel fine. But then it's like, oh, I'm struggling and it's not. Like Mm -hmm. it's up and down, which is just not fair. Mm -hmm. And so it's it's just a really tough thing to navigate. And I think talking about like, okay, when do you just shut up and let it be? um, I think that's going to vary person to person. And I think... As the person who is the one wanting to forge ahead, you kind of just have to basically, I don't want to make this sound clinical, but you just have to decide, are their terms acceptable to you? Hmm. And if they're not, that's okay. It's okay to say, hey, look, I know you have a lot going on, 
and this is not because I'm not interested, but I, in a way, I need to make sure I don't end up in the same place you are because of this. Mm-hmm. And it's okay to say, look, you've got stuff to work on. You know, you're wrestling with the Lord on these things. You're healing from different things. And I want you to do that. I don't want you to feel pressured by me being here, but I also, I need you, I need to let you do that independent of me. Mm-hmm. Remove yourself from that situation. And then, and, and make it clear in that too. I'm open to this in the future, but that ball is in your court. You're going to have to come to me, mm-hmm. whether you're a guy or a girl. Like there's not, that element of, oh, the guy should pursue is completely off the table when it comes to that part of it, I think. Well, especially if she's the one that's saying, hey. Exactly. Y- you, you're you going to have to wait. i got to work through these things. Well, I don't know when you've worked through these things. I don't know your heart. Exactly. I don't know what's going on in your head. Yeah. You're going to have to say something to me. So let's <laughs> not play the game of, all right, the guy has to do all of the leading here. Because it won't work. Well, and I don't think that's leading. If you feel because, especially if he has made an interest known, you have reciprocated, and then you're the one as the girl that says, hey, I need some time. That is fine. I think that's better to realize that and take the time to fix that than to try to forge ahead and make it this jumbled mess. But you coming back in and saying, hey, I've worked through this stuff. Let's forge ahead. If anything, that's still responding. To him saying, hey, I'm interested. I don't don't feel like there's an element of leadership in that because no. there's not. If anything, you're expecting him to read your mind in that, which is not ever going to happen. Sorry to say. We are simplistic human beings. <laughs> Us men. We can't read minds. We can barely read. So good luck with that. It, it is really tricky. I think the whole conversation, because there's so many caveats yeah. to this and different distinctions... Um, this is actually more of a generic question. So let me see what your thoughts are on this, because we're talking about more detailed situations that people are having to work through something. Um, you're in the early stages, Okay. just major listening audience here is going to be thinking, uh, I'm in the early stages. We, we've gone on a couple of dates. We're interested we don't know exactly where it's going, but we're starting to communicate that direction. Yeah. How often do you tell this person that you have been going out with, hey, I'm interested, I really like you? When is it endearing because you're being really kind to them and saying I'm interested and yeah. I think you're great? And then when is it over the top? Oh, okay. I completely this is, flipped this. Is this completely independent of, oh, I need space. This is, you're both gung-ho. Uh-huh. Because I mean, we're talking about when to shut up. Yeah, no, it's no, it's. I'm just making sure I was understanding what you were really asking. Yeah. Um, I think that's a really good question, and it's funny because I struggle with this mm. on the receiving end. Not oh, okay. The, so you're not a words of affirmation type person, no, really. It does. It does not even register a blip. What? What? I'm just curious at yeah. this point. We'll come back to this conversation, okay. people that are listening. We get sidetracked, and you know this. <laughs> What are your, what are they called? Love languages? Yeah, those things. Quality time. Really? Like, I've taken the little test things before, and mine's like, quality time, 92%. All of the others, the rest. And then, like, physical touch, like, blips up in, like, romantic relationships. Platonic, I don't need a hug. I'm not don't a hugger. I basically. I am a hugger so, with certain people. Yes. Um. So, yeah, mine is 
100%. That's why I plan things for people to do. I want to spend time with people. Mm. Um, because, that, yeah, totally. I am definitely a words of affirmation person. Yeah. Both on the giving end and receiving yeah. end. Because you're telling me exactly what I need to hear. Because, again, I'm a bullet point That's person. Right. So if you're saying, hey, you're interested, like this about you, yeah. I'm we're good to go. If you're very vague... And you don't ever say anything. Yeah. I'm like, well, this isn't going to work and out that well. I've had to... So, yeah. So, I'm... that Going back to your question, I'm bad at the receiving end of that. Because guys say things and I'm like, you're just saying that. Or I don't believe you. Or I'm really bad at taking compliments. And I really, really work on it. Um, I deflect with humor. So... Oh, if yeah. you can't tell. <laughs> yeah. So, very much of that really makes me uncomfortable. Mm. Um... But that's a me thing. A lot. Yeah, but you. I mean, you so, got to talk about these things. I know. So. Yeah, if it's. I'm gonna put you on the spot here. Okay. Let's let's just go on this rabbit trail. You've you've gone on a couple of dates yeah. with hypothetical man named Bobby. That guy. That's always his name. Bobby with an I. Yep. Um, <laughs> that's actually a Phil Vassar song. It's really stupid, and I love it. Um, not sponsored by him. Anyway. <laughs> You've gone on a couple yeah. of dates. He looks at you and says, hey, I'm, I'm really interested yeah. in seeing where this thing goes. I like you for this, 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 and yeah. this reason. You don't like words of affirmation. I'm just curious, what do you say in that moment? Oh, if somebody... I mean, if we're both feeling it. That's please kind of please tell me you are not the person of... If this guy looks at you and says, hey, I'm interested. Yeah. I want to continue to get to know you in a no. relationship. And you go, great. No. no okay, no, no, good. No. If we've been on a few dates... The first time, I love that because it gives clarity to it. Because I'm thinking, oh my word, I'm having a really good time. Where is this guy stand? Mm-hmm. And so I would say, great, <laughs> me too. Like I'm so thank you for saying that. I'm so glad you did. I feel the same way. Um, I'm really looking forward to moving forward in this and seeing where it goes. And I really appreciate you putting that out there because it gives clarity to this. And I really like X Y Z about you. Like reciprocate in kind. Is that like pulling teeth for you though? No, that's okay. not. But if the guy is, if it's constant compliments and constant, hey, I like you, hey, da 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 da, I don't, I don't speak like that normally, and I don't know what to say, and I just get exhausted. By I it. will say, you have to be careful, not from your perspective. Actually, I'm not, I'm not yeah. coming after you. Oh, nor, hey. I, I, this is different. This is new. <laughs> I'm, I'm from the guy's perspective of this. Yeah. If this guy is constantly showering praise, that's over the top. Watch out because that's emotionally manipulative. Exactly. I get very uncomfortable by it. Um, yeah. And I've had a couple of guys where I had told them. I mean, we were still in like talking stages. We weren't even like dating, dating where I was like, this is too, like, I appreciate you wanting to be kind, but this mm-hmm. is just too much. Like, yeah. I don't. And it was like, I, I can't reply because I don't feel the same. I don't know enough about you. Um, so if it's constant. It's, I guess if it's forced, mm. I don't, it's too much. Just shut up and let it happen naturally. Um, but if you're out doing something and you're hanging out and it's like, oh, that was really cute the way you did that, or oh, you know, that kind of thing in the moment, organic communication, I don't know that you can, I mean, that's just natural. If it's forced or premeditated or thought about, have you ever seen Pride and Prejudice? Yes. 
but it was one time, and I have kind of pushed it out of my brain. Oh if it's a God. Phantom of the Opera reference, I've got it. No, it's not. There's a part. Mr. Collins is the annoying, weird cousin who's like interested in Elizabeth, and he talks. About He's a cousin. Back in that time, that's how it worked. Oh, okay. I'll just girls. You know what I'm talking about with the boiled potatoes, right? Like his compliments and the whatever. That makes me really uncomfortable. Now you have homework to go watch it. I'll find you the. I am not watching that. <laughs> I don't do cousin love. That's weird. <laughs> It was not weird at the time. It's weird. <gasps> okay, fine. Y'all, anyway, what are you watching? Ladies, you know what, what I'm are you reading? <laughs> Go read the Bible. Come no, on now. Come on. No. No, no. I mean, yes. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> not what I said. That's getting edited out. Oh, my word. So, anyway, I think if it's just natural in the moment communication, that's fine. Or. Enough to give clarity to what's going on. Mm-hmm. If I'm... The best relationships I've ever been in are the ones where I never had to wonder where I stood. Mm-hmm. That's fantastic. I don't need someone constantly telling me I'm pretty. Because I won't believe you. I do. <laughs> being really no one ever tells me I'm pretty. It's hurtful. <laughs> but I know there's an element of that that, that is... Uh, it varies person to person. Yeah. So, um, I think, you know, people talk about love languages a lot and a lot of it's baloney because people use it as this like demand, like I demand you show me affection this way. I demand it's an idol that you're demanding of this other person. That is Mm -hmm. completely wrong. Yeah. But I do think there is value in knowing how does this person I'm dating, you know, feel affection for me. I tell guys pretty quickly. I really appreciate the thought, but if you give me flowers, it means nothing to mm. me. So save your money and let's go do something instead. I, and there's value in that. But if someone gave me flowers, am I going to be like, "Ugh, you're such a jerk"? No, it's a very kind thing. I don't I've even given me flowers before, but like, I don't even know what all of the love languages are. I I know what mine are. <laughs> well, okay, words are words so of words? affirmation. Yeah. I gift giving. Okay. But I am not as good at receiving them as giving. I love uh, yeah, giving same. gifts. Um, and then quality time. Love okay. quality time. Yes. So the others other than that are... I'm just going to Google it. Acts of service oh. and physical touch. Oh, that's it? Yeah. It's oh, just well, I'm over here thinking there's 500 of them. No, 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 no. It's just those. Oh, well, I'm um, all five. That's what it is. <laughs> so, yeah. and I th- Okay, here's, here's what I would say. It's just kind of a general to guys. Because you can tell when you're paying a real compliments, when you're telling her you like her, when you're telling her you're interested, if she is responding in kind, if she is not awkward and put on the spot, you're doing good. Mm-hmm. If at any point it's kind of like, oh, oh, thanks. I don't really know what to say. Like, pull back. Yeah. Well, and also know their personality type as well. Yeah. Um, because an incredibly extroverted person will receive it differently than yep. an incredibly introverted person. So Very true. I mean, the, everything we talk about on this show is incredibly nuanced. It, There's always that little detail that has to be thrown in there, yep. and that's all this episode is about, <laughs> is those little details. Because yeah. so, it's hard to know in every situation what y'all are going through and you know, we're going through, because uh, there's always something that's a little bit different. Yeah. Um, but it is important to kind of get the the overarching principle established mm-hmm. of you you don't really have a perfect answer for when to say something and when to shut up yeah honestly but 
there are principles that can be applied there of yes. know the person well or learn the person, which is what you're doing in dating, by the way. You're mm-hmm. learning this person. Um, so know them well, learn them, and know what to say and what not to say. Yeah. And that's where I think, yeah, from that standpoint, that, tell the guy you're seeing if it, you know, if he's being too much, if he's paying too many compliments, if he's whatever, tell him that. Now, don't, not in the moment of him telling you you're beautiful and he really likes you and you have the best time together, da 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 don't be like, oh, thanks, but that's not the time. <laughs> Receive the compliment, take it well, but then I think it's okay to tell him, hey, I just want to give you a heads up. Like, I really appreciate you showering me with compliments, whatever, but it can kind of make me uncomfortable sometimes, and I don't want you to think that my awkwardness is mm. is um, indicative of my my feelings, because it's not. I just get put on the spot and don't know what to say. Yeah. Um, and like for me, I was I'm not, I'm not a hugger because I never went to know no woman to give someone a hug and when to not. It's just awkward. But if you want to give me a hug, I'm all for it. Like it's fine. So a lot of times it's just your own awkwardness, but you need to communicate that to them because they don't. I think that awkwardness translates to they don't like me. Not oh how cute they're really awkward. <laughs> yeah, it depends on the person. Of uh, why are you the way that you are? <laughs> yeah. um, here is another. Just small detail on the knowing when to shut up of when you're getting to know a person, you don't have to share every detail about what's going on in your life. Now, I'm not just... I'm so attacked in this episode because that's me. I'm like, let me tell you everything. Yeah. Well, I'm not just talking about the, hey, what are you struggling with? Mm, Don't go down that road. No, no. Uh, But like when you're having a rough day and and say... um, your boss is really making you mad or you're going through a really difficult season, you don't have to tell them everything. Like, I'll be honest, honest moment. There was one time I was sharing about something I walked into and I was really frustrated by it. And then I had to send text later on that day that went, "Um, I'm sorry, that was complaining and I shouldn't have been complaining to you. Sanctification's fun. (laughs) Um, So you got to know a balance there of sharing and oversharing because Sometimes when you're oversharing and you're not shutting up when you should shut up, this person's getting clued into, um, they really complain a lot Mm -hmm. or they're really negative about how they approach life. Mm -hmm. And that's not going to bode well for you. Nope. And I will say this to the girls listening, um, because we can tend to do this because in our minds we're building, maybe intimacy is not the right word, but we're... Building you're ex- building exclusivity maybe i was just gonna go with a personal relationship okay that in that we're like we're telling this guy things that we're not telling other people because in our minds like if he's the only one that knows them like there's a bond there mm-hmm. um and you can and, and there's a place for that but it's way closer to being engaged and then married than it is at the outset of dating and so i think we it's in like we're speeding ahead or telling this guy all these things, and we're putting burdens on him, or we, you are, it does come across as complaining, like you said, in those early stages, when you're just laying your heart out there, and you're frustrated, and okay, this is the guy you're dating, so you're going to tell him how your day was. There's a time for that conversation to deepen over time, but at the outset, it looks more like, ah, today was just kind of a frustrating day at work, you mm-hmm. know, I just dealt with some coworker stuff, and then the computer wouldn't work, and it was just kind of frustrating, and that's all you say. Yeah. 
It's not this, well, let me just unload on you about Susie who works down the hall. Mm-hmm. And she said this and they did that. And can you believe? And da, 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 da. that's not the, that's a husband conversation. That's not a we've been dating for two months conversation. Can I get on a soapbox for a moment? Please. Do you need me to get you a step stool or? No, I'm in my chair. It's comfortable. Okay. <laughs> um, soapbox. I'm yes. going to tee off on something you said that you probably didn't want me to soapbox off of. Great. Um, because you, you made mention of the fact that when you're sharing, you're trying to create uh-huh. that emotional connection, that personal relationship, yeah. uh, and that bond. What you're doing, and I'm about to put myself on blast, and probably most of our listeners on blast, is trying to control the situation. Ooh. You are trying to control the outcome. Yeah. If I can share close personal details with this person about my life and why these things suck... They're going to then develop a care for me, and they're going to be the one that knows these things about me. So, of course, we're going to develop that emotional bond, and of course, it's going to proceed to where I want it to proceed to. And what you're doing, honestly, and I'm not saying you're doing this intentionally, but subconsciously, you're trying to control the outcome. That is so true, and it's so good. It is hurtful. It feels a little little, little attacking there. (laughs) I'm not trying to attack. I know you're not. But... This I was called out on Ooh. this before, and so I'm calling everybody out on this. <laughs> You're like, everyone needs to feel my pain. Yeah, everyone needs to feel my pain here. Good pain. When we're trying to control the situation, yeah. we are saying, in essence, I do not trust God. Oof. I do not trust that he is at work in this situation, yeah. and whatever he does is going to be... What? 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 Oh, okay. I got the hold on finger, and I was like, what? I thought of something, and I'm um, like, that ties in. Finish what you're saying. Anyway. You're trying to control the outcome. You're saying, I don't trust you. I don't know that you're going to do exactly what I want uh-huh. to happen. Yep. So I'm going to control the situation. Yeah. Again, I think it's subconsciously. I don't think people are doing it intentionally. But maybe start to analyze your motives behind why you're oversharing. Why you're mm-hmm. trying to give them every little detail and you're not telling other people. If you're telling this person that you haven't been talking to or haven't been dating for a long time intimate details about your life that you're not telling some of your closest friends, I'm sorry, but you're controlling the outcome. Mm-hmm. You're trying to make sure that you get what you want. Yeah. Rather than submitting to the will of the Lord and saying, all right, I'm going to put this in your hands. I will share things about my, my life with this person because I'm interested and I care, but there's only going to be a certain level until we continue to progress towards mm-hmm. what I'm hoping for. But stop trying to control the outcome. Yeah. Stop trying to control the will of God is basically what I'm saying. Yep. I saw, and I was trying to find the screenshot on my phone so I could give proper credit. Because I don't remember who's, I think it was an Instagram story, but I don't remember whose it was. Maybe on Instagram. I can't remember. But basically it said, the thing you fear the most is where you trust God the least. Mm. And in this situation, that thing you fear the most is this person breaking up with you, of them not wanting to be with you mm-hmm. anymore. So you're forcing this bond. You're forcing this intimacy. You're forcing all of this. Because like I said, you're not trust that that thing is what you fear the most, and if you don't take control and make every little thing happen, then it's going to end, and you're not trusting the Lord to be sovereign over that part of your life. All right, do we have time for me to continue on the soapbox? Yes. Yes, we have time to continue on the soapbox. Go so ahead. let's. Um, my left hand is up in the air, as if you can see it. We're holding on to the idea of when to shut up. I'll come back to that okay. because I think it ties in. But in, in the vein of controlling, you just made mention of your uh, the 
the place that you're fearful, worried about the most. Uh, at the time of this recording, I am working on a sermon on not being anxious. We talked about this yesterday. Yeah. Uh, and I was, oh, am I getting a hold on finger well, again? We had this, a whole section for this for next week's episode. Oh, did we? Yeah. Okay. So, I, so let me make a slight mention of it. it. Let me make slight mention of it. And then we'll we'll come back to it on the next episode because I think it's really good. Yeah. Um, when we're trying to be controlling, when we are fear, fearful, it's clearly showing a lack of trust in God. We're being anxious. Do we really believe the things that we say about God? When we're anxious, as one author said, I think it was Sinclair Ferguson, it's not just a negative outlook on life. It is an untheological outlook on life. Untheological. We are not thinking rightly about who God is and the promises of God, that he is a giver of good gifts, that he is at work for his glory and for your good, that he does provide for his children abundantly, not necessarily always what they want, but always according to his good pleasure. So let me tease that out there, and we're going to come back yeah. to that, that concept of being anxious and being controlling on that one. But to bring it back into our left hand of the when to just shut up because all of this we're trying to figure out the fine line and walking the line <laughs> you got it there again <laughs> uh we're looking for the middle i just forced that <laughs> one in there <laughs> um we're, we're walking this line of should i say something should i not say something we're overthinking this like i say all the time we're overcomplicating this pray heavily about your own heart in this situation and let it happen naturally have people that can hold you accountable and keep you in check of i said this and i really should not have said this and be willing to say i should not have said that to the other person um but stop trying to force the issue stop trying to control the outcome and just enjoy the process yes so i am going to throw this out there and i like to do this when it's on the air because then we're kind of you know, obligated. Mm-hmm. We talk a lot about dating being so complicated, and you talk a lot about don't overcomplicate dating. We've done entire episodes on why is dating so complicated. So I have just typed in our content planning note here. Let's do one. It'll probably be next season, but let's do an episode on how to simplify dating. Word. Okay. Let's anyway, do it. Y'all look for that early next year, probably. <laughs> this was the most shotgun approach podcast ever hey, in the history of ever. We have been all over the place. Okay, can we ha- can I throw one more thing out there, to, and then we'll wrap it up really quick? Is this one more thing going to bring us in? Yeah, it should. Let's bring this plane in for a landing. Bring it in for landing. The way we're directing our arms out of here, it looks like the TSA people at the airport or whatever. Not TSA. Whatever. This is just a quick, like, quick thoughts. Mm-hmm. Back to our, should you always say something? We see this situation semi-regularly. I get questions of... Hey, I'm a junior in high school. I'm a sophomore in high school. I like Bobby. Bobby likes me. We both know it, but my parents don't, won't allow me to date. What do we do? Uh, submit to the authority of your parents. Okay, I agree. Does that look like, well, we'll just flirt with each other a bunch and hang out all the time at school? Uh, that seems to be, what is the word I am looking for here? Um... I would definitely say no to that okay. because it seems dishonest. Okay. Deceitful. There's a deceitful. Deceitful is the word I was looking for. (laughs) It does seem deceitful, which I'm sorry if that's you, listener, but 
it, it is really hard to understand, okay, my parents have said, no, I can't date. Though I would kind of agree with them in the younger years of high school because in my best estimation, dating is for the purpose of marriage. Mm-hmm. Now, you're not proposing on the first date. You're getting to know this person, seeing if you want to be married. But you ain't doing that when you're a freshman in high school. If you're not in a place where if it progressed, you could get married in a reasonable time frame. Yeah. You don't have any business dating. So think. if your parents have good reasons, biblical reasons, and they're saying no, or even if you don't think they have good reasons, you need to submit to your your parents. It is a biblical command to honor your father and mother, to submit to their authority, and then have conversations with them about, okay, what does it look Mm -hmm. like when I can? Mm -hmm. How do I continue to progress to you saying, yes, I can date? Or even a conversation of, okay, I can't date now because of X, Y, Z, maybe maturity thing they're seeing mm-hmm. like okay what does what does that look like to mature in that what can we do like make progress in that last thing then so we've talked about high school i've also heard from several girls in college who say i like this guy he likes me my parents don't want me to date in college and they're paying for it mm-hmm. so that they're kind of holding that over them as a well you can't date because i'm paying for your college so you can't date this boy that's a stickier situation. Yeah. Um, I think having level-headed good conversations with them is the best place to start. And yeah. notice I said level-headed because there's a lot of emotions that are involved in this conversation. And sometimes it can get heated. I don't know that personally. I haven't been through that. But I've heard of these situations. Um, I don't like that they're lording it over you. And I think that's an instance of where you can get an older mentor or a pastor or someone else involved, not as a trying to control your parents so you can get what you want. But if they are lording over you of we're paying for this and so you owe us, us, mm, that's probably not the best approach. And I don't think they're looking at this the best way. You still have to submit to the authority of your parents, though. Yeah. And in all of this, if your parents are not believers, I think that even more adds to get your pastor involved. Mm-hmm. Get, you know, maybe if it's not your pastor, if you go to a big church or whatever, small group leader, um, someone in your church who is older and wiser, who knows you well, who is coming from that same biblical worldview will make a world of difference. But I think this is where, uh, this is not a tangent. Well, this is a slight tangent. <laughs> um, this is where good teaching on what parenthood is Mm. is really helpful i wish the entire world could have my parents as their parents because my parents did this extremely well of recognizing when i was myself and my sister when we were growing and progressing and and the nature of the relationship changing Mm -hmm. when i'm four they're going to tell me what i have to do because i'm four like you do this why because i said so As I get older, it, it transitions from a you do because I said to a you do, let me explain why, mm-hmm. to a hey, you you should, to hey, what are your thoughts on this? Yeah. My parents are at this point counselors to me. Right. They give me good godly wisdom in saying, hey, you should, you should look at it this way and you should approach it this way. Yeah. My parents never ever anymore will tell me this is what you have to do yeah this is what you must do Mm -hmm. because the nature of the relationship has changed i am an adult now i am a man i make my own decisions and they recognize and respect that but i still submit to their authority and their wisdom if if my father for instance who i get give phone calls all the time for counsel if i call him and he says hey you should consider this this way 
I am going to take it with a greater weight than almost anyone else. Yeah. It's helpful that my dad's also a pastor, um, but that's my dad, and I want to submit to his wisdom and submit to his authority. That doesn't necessarily mean that I do exactly what he tells me to do because I have to make my own decision. But the relationship of parenting should change. And so I, we don't likely have very many parents that are listening, but you should take note of that. Yes, agreed. Okay, note to the parents. That's the perfect place to end. Yeah, and we should just shut up. We should just shut up. Why <laughs> did it take us almost an hour to figure this out? <laughs> because we like to talk. That is true. Okay, guys, we will be back next week with another episode. And just as Dalton teased, uh, we are going to be talking about not being anxious. We are going to talk a lot about dating in the bible and how dating is not in the bible Mm. but what do you do instead like what does that look like so come back next week we can't wait we're excited about it and we will talk to you guys then but until then i'm bethany and i'm dalton (laughs) this is looking for the middle